This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Welcome, everybody. Uh, We did have college football this week, but sadly... No Nebraska game. So the big news that kind of broke late last week. Well, first they kind of broke that Grant Mertz had COVID. And then it spread throughout the team. And then the game was canceled. So sadly, we won't be able to talk about that game today. But we can maybe talk about what could have been. We'll talk about some of the other big games um, around the, the country. And then some upsets. It seems like this is maybe the upset week. And then we'll wrap it up kind of looking at how our picks turned out from last week. So like I said, the game that could have been Nebraska versus Wisconsin. How do you guys feel about their decision to not play? I mean, that's fine if you don't want to play, but it's a forfeit. Like it should be if you don't, if, if you're choo- like if there was r- rules that the NCAA or the big 10 or the NCAA had in place where it's like, they couldn't play that game because they had so many, but they weren't at that point yet. And so they just decided not to play because probably they had no quarterback and I get it. But, like, that's a forfeit, and we should get the W. Yeah, I don't think they're even at the threshold right now because most of the cases that they're reporting are staff. I think it's, like, six players, but, like, nine yeah. staff or something so like that, which I'm still, did. like, I understand being safe and, like, you know, not playing the game. That's totally fine, whatever. But just to add on to your point, like, they're not at the threshold, and they weren't when they canceled the game. Yeah. yeah, I think they're up to 22 total, but yeah, it is a, a large number of staff that it's have growing it. growing every day, so. <laughs> all right. Well, this and is probably dodgeable out there. It's not, well, here, but did they all get it right after the Illinois game? Because I really doubt that they would have gotten it and, like, started testing positive right away. So it's, like, it's obviously not that spreadable because Illinois seems fine. Like, I haven't heard anything out of their camp. Well, their quarterback Actually, has it. Yeah, I'm actually, they have, they also have, are having some issues and they Which actually I'm played this worried week. about. I'm worried because Illinois is supposed to play us in two weeks and I'm like, great, they're probably going to be out too. And we're never going to play a game. I thought it was just their quarterback that was out, Illinois. It's more than that. They had to play their third string because their, their starter and their backup both. Oh, I thought, I thought the backup was an injury. I didn't know he was covid yeah, well, Illinois definitely had a case of it. I mean, their first string quarterback was definitely out with it. They were starting their third string quarterback. They still found a way to play. So it's like, why well, couldn't Wisconsin? I feel like Wisconsin was such pansies from the beginning. They didn't want to play. They played their first game and they're like, oh, like Grant Mertz is actually pretty decent. Like we have a shot. And then as soon as he got sick and they knew that they couldn't start him, they're like, oh, never mind. Like we're not going to play. I don't know. It just kind of annoys me. Like, and again, if they didn't feel like they, they could play because of safety reasons, totally understand that. But if they aren't at the level of like that red, red or whatever, then they should have to have it be a forfeit. And the other thing that irritates me is the big 10 ruled against Nebraska playing an out of conference game, which I don't understand because Chattanooga state had passed above and beyond big 10 protocols for COVID testing. So, like, what does the Big Ten have to lose? Like, if you're the TV people that have that time slot, you're like, at least we're going to get some revenue from people watching us. Here's the thing. The more I think about it and the more stuff that comes out, I honestly don't think that Scott Frost and Bill Moose even thought that there was going to be a game. Like, what that 
screenshot I showed you guys from that USC fan, I think he's spot on. And the statement that Bill Moose released after, um, like right after the Big Ten denied us to play them, mm-hmm. I don't think they ever even thought we were going to play. Like they were strictly doing it to like make a point. And so when Wisconsin or Ohio State or somebody else doesn't have enough games that's like, you know, still standing at the end of the season – they're going to see that they shot themselves in the foot. And it was yeah. like completely, yeah, like a chess move. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Nebraska's playing a long game here. And the Big Ten is just, you know, taking the bait at every turn. So yeah. I think, you know, right now it's frustrating. But if we just hang in there. I think in a couple of months, the Big Ten, everyone's, they're going to be exposed. And everyone's going to see, like, how stupid they've been all along. And then Kevin's going to get fired. And then, and then <laughs> and we will say, you're and welcome. we will have a celebration. And then we'll say bye, Felicia. Exactly. Yeah. I think for me, it's just frustrating because I think a lot of like the hate from like the media is because they're saying like Nebraska is not good. But if I'm like, if I step back and say that, because like you said, this was Ohio State and they couldn't have played Penn State, you know, I think everyone would be like, oh, you know, what a loss for them. We understand that they they have to, you know, get another game in because they need to look good for the college football playoffs. But because Nebraska is bad. They're like, well, it doesn't really matter. But I'm like, think about mm-hmm. that from like a player standpoint of being like, if you're not good, don't even try and show up and compete. Like, don't right. even worry about it. But then yeah. yet they say we're not relevant. It's like, okay, well, do you want us to play or not? Like, I don't understand well, faulting us because we're not and, good. It's like, okay, but let us play. We're well, fighting for also, our student athletes. Like, how are we supposed to get good ever if we right. can't play anymore? Like, that's the thing that makes me so mad is people are like, oh, Nebraska really wanted to play. They're going to have fun playing Ohio State. Actually... I do want to play these big teams. I do want a chance at upsets. Like, I don't mind losing to good teams as long as we're playing. Like, obviously, I want to win. But it's like, everyone thinks it's, like, so funny that we played Ohio State first or, like, that we're not good. And so it's like they're just shocked that we want to play. But it's like, that's the culture of, like, competing. You want to play and you want to play Mm -hmm. the best. And Mm -hmm. it's like, they don't get it because they're losers and they have a loser mentality is what I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I just think it's funny. Like when you step back, I'm like, you're making fun of us because we want our student athletes who came to Nebraska to play. Mm-hmm. We want them to play. And that makes us bad. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the whole message that the Big Ten is trying to say is, oh, everything we do is out of concern for the student athletes. And Nebraska is taking the perspective of our student athletes want to play and we want to give them that opportunity the Big Ten is the one that's not supporting them and not supporting that effort. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then it's the same people, too, that are like, oh, we're so thankful that the Big Ten is, like, putting, you know, our student-athletes first and putting this medical, you know, stuff first. And then as soon as Grant Mertz gets it, they're like, 21 days day seems ridiculous. Like, we don't mm-hmm. need 21 days. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. so that concern for, you know, the, that the medical advice, you know, that can't yeah. out the window now. It's like, you well, don't care. Yeah, no, they don't care. And the whole thing is the Big Ten wants to look like it's not enough to just, you know, observe the guidelines that all the other conferences are observing or observe the guidelines that the CDC puts out. The Big Ten has to, like, make themselves, like, feel superior to everyone else by saying, oh, so you guys are doing 14 days, but we really care about our athletes, so we're going to do 21 days. I mean, it's completely arbitrary. All of that stuff about the heart condition, the study that was done on that was so flawed. And people were saying that from the beginning. It was like 17 subjects, you know, and they were all in really bad health before they even did the study. And so people are like, these are athletes, you know, and like that was a really flawed study. There's no other evidence of this myocarditis. And now that, 
you know, there's so much evidence that it's overwhelming that there isn't an issue there. The Big Ten is like, oh, well, maybe we should reconsider now that, you know, Wisconsin's in a tight spot. So it is frustrating. It's like, you know, everything they're doing is for optics and they just look like complete fools. Yeah. It's going to be exposed. I I really do think it will be. There's some people that like shouldn't be playing after 21 days. And there's some people that could be playing again within a week. Like it's Mm -hmm. all about like your symptoms and your fever, because as soon as that's gone and you're not contagious, like, then you're well enough. You know what I mean? Like some people had it for like months and had to be hospitalized. So it should be a case by case thing in your symptoms. Like when you're, it's like right. when you send your kids to school, don't send them with a fever. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's stupid that they just put that 21 day because well, especially, but they like, better, they better observe it now because Graham Mertz, I don't want to see him playing against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm curious to see if Wisconsin plays next week. Here's the thing. I'm just afraid. Like, I wouldn't mind if they changed that rule because if we get it, we're screwed because we've already missed a game. And then, like, if it goes through our team, like, I don't know. I just, Yeah, but I, I mean, like, even if it goes through, like, 10 players, guess what? Nebraska, I guarantee, will not forfeit unless, like, we are in the red red and have to. I guarantee we would right. still, still show I'm, up for the I'm game. I'm afraid we're going to get into, like, the, where we have to type scenario mm-hmm. and forfeit mm-hmm. any more games. Yeah. You just know, though, that, like, <laughs> I can just see, like, Bill Moose and Scott Frost, like, sitting down to write the letter, and it is just dripping with sarcasm. It's like, yeah. we completely understand and agree. And we yeah. are so <laughs> thankful to be in this comp. Like, you know that they're yeah. just like, hee, hee, hee. Like, when that letter came out, I was just like, this is a chess game. Like, they yeah. don't. Like, they never thought they were going to get a play. They're making sure, though, that the Big Ten has to, like, enforce that when Ohio State needs a game against somebody. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe the media knows they can't attack the Big Ten, but that's why, like, Nebraska's getting the hate from it. Because, like, honestly, if you're thinking of something the Big Ten to make fun of, it's the Big Ten itself. It's not Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, like, it's, I don't know. The Big Ten just tries, like Megan said, be, like, so, like, pompous. Like, we are so much better. Like, our rules are so stringent because we just care so much. And it's, like, eh, push comes to shove. You'll you'll be outed. Yeah. Well, and I think it's funny, too, how everyone in the media is talking about how irrelevant Nebraska is and blah, blah, blah. But I'm, like, hey, you're the one running this story and talking about them. So, (laughs) yeah. I know. I I don't know. And, like, again, I don't understand that being, like, you're irrelevant. So, I'm, like so we don't deserve to play football. Like our boys that put in all the time, like just because we're not quite as good, they still show up to practice. They still put in the blood, sweat and tears. And so you're telling essentially people and kids that are watching, if you're not good enough, just don't even show up. Don't even try. Like that's the message. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Just, it's so dumb when you think about it, but. I honestly think like Paul Feinbaum is so not relevant that he's like, first of all, when I got that alert that he had said that, I was like, oh yeah, Paul Feinbaum, I forgot he existed. But (laughs) second of all, like, it's so ridiculous that I really think he just like, really wanted to make himself relevant again. And he knew that like, we our fans like, have a huge base and we get to talking about it. I honestly think that's like the only thing because he's just stirring the pot. Yeah, we yeah. just we want to play somebody on a Saturday in October. And so, like, why on earth would we get hate for that? Like, that is, yeah, that's like Laura said, that's not like a competitor's mentality. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
it's so dumb. Someone, there was some tweet out there, and it was like, if you guys forgot about Paul Feinbaum, no big deal. Most of us did. His last quote was in Toy Story. Yeah. He's like that guy that clicks down his glasses and, like, puts Woody back together, that old man. <laughs> yes. He does actually look a lot like him. He's like a cross between that and a corpse. He, like, straight up reminds me of a corpse. I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, you know, we're turning a corner, looking forward to playing Northwestern this upcoming week. Let's kind of visit some of the big games from this week. And let's start with the one that everyone wants to talk about. So we will, too. Um, Clemson versus Boston College. All right. So should we all try to say the last name, you guys, together? Sure. I put phonetic spelling in there. Okay. You guys yeah. ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, very nice. Very nice. I think we nailed I that. I like it with a like half speed too. Yeah. Yeah. Just I thought I spelled it pretty well, you guys. No, you did um, that. That's yeah. We could just call him Jalen Hurts clone. Yes. And what's so funny is I was watching, so we were flying back, so I was on the plane watching. Thank goodness for Southwest having live TV, by the way. Shout out. And I saw him on the sidelines and I'm like, who does he remind me of? And I like couldn't for some reason put my like finger on it. And then you texted that, Amy. You're like, he looks kind of like Jalen Hurts. I'm like, yes, exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he looks like. But anyway, probably not the main story of the day. Um, how do you guys think he played? Okay, this is what I think happened. I think at the beginning of the game, he's like, okay, it's Boston College. I'm getting my first, you know, start. This is a good day because <laughs> he did not look bad that, like, first and second drive because they, like, they drove down and scored. And then um, they got the ball again, and I think it was, like, at the one or two-yard line when they fumbled, and um, Boston College had that scoop and score. And then at that point, he started, like, panicking, like, oh, my gosh, this is my first start, and we're losing to Boston College. Because then he started looking, like, atrocious, like, right that last, Mm -hmm. like, drive or two before half. Yeah. Like, really atrocious. Because in the first half, and especially, like, the first couple drives – I thought Clemson's defense looked way worse than their offense did. Yeah. Like Boston College was scoring on them willy nilly. And then, um, (laughs) second, what? People don't use willy nilly a lot, but I like it. I use it all the time. I bring it back. It's a good one. It's like a vintage term. Yes. Anyway, I'm old school. But yeah. So I was. I really think he got, like, rattled there because he was like, oh, my gosh, we're down to Boston College. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know. But so I don't think – I think he has potential. He's no Trevor Lawrence, obviously. But um, I think he could be, like, a uh, a Felipe Jalen Frank. Hurts. Okay. <laughs> he could well, be he did, Jalen Hurts. He did, he did fumble at the one-yard line, so he could be. Yeah. But, um, no – but I, I just think he could be like a Felipe Franks, like under pressure. Maybe he has more trouble um, performing, but <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't know. He's at Clemson. So maybe, you know, after he takes over, he, they won't be down a whole lot, but yeah, that's just how I kind of see it. I mean, we'll, we'll see him too in action because Trevor Lawrence will be out for Notre Dame as well. I kind of had the same thing. I mean, yeah, he did. He did struggle a little bit. He was he was okay, but then the second half, he really came back. But the big thing that stood out to me was the defense, though. I'm like, they got to get that fixed. <laughs> they were terrible. Um, but I think someone was saying the matchup with Notre Dame might be a little bit better. So 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Boston College's type of offense or their quarterback or whatever, but yeah, the Clemson defense did not look look good at all. Yeah, well, I think that they did make some adjustments though because they looked a lot better in the second half. I mean, I don't think Boston College scored again in the second half, did they? They they did not. No, which is frustrating because they only had to score once, and it like would have gone into overtime. But yeah, yeah, yeah Clemson erased an eighteen point deficit um, coming into the second half. Uh, ETN also too. You got him on your offense. You're probably doing okay because he pretty much ran and caught everything. So he's now the ACC's all-time leading rusher. So that obviously helped him out. I think well, he the- needed like 46 yards or something to get that leading rusher um, <laughs> for the but- ACC. They're like, if you get 201 yards, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously, no. Going into the game, they were like, he's gonna get it today because he only needed like 46 yards or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, he didn't have that many though. He obviously had a really good game. I thought but- he had more like receiving than he did rushing I think he did I think he did have more receiving and I don't think he did himself any favors as far as a Heisman race is concerned just because he did have that fumble you know he didn't have any like really just standout plays I thought he played a good game but it wasn't like wow he was probably tired from carrying the team on his back Megan I know I mean it was like (laughs) a good show there so yeah it might have been what it was yeah um the first half, though, like, everything was going Boston College's way. And I was like, mm, I don't know. This might be ripe for an upset because it's just one of those days you're like, the football gods are on your yeah, side. Um, the touchdown catch, like, off the foot. I was like, yeah. okay. And then I thought it was really cool, too. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I watched a recap later. And they actually showed, like, Joe Tessitore's not, like, obviously you hear him calling. But mm-hmm. they actually showed him in the booth. And they, like, put it over the actual play when Boston College ran the fake punt. So he had to call the fake punt for his son. And it was actually really cool. Like, you could tell he was trying to seem, like, really professional. But he was so excited. And he's like, oh, Tessator. Tessator goes under center. Under center. He's going under. Like, they're faking the punt or whatever. But it was pretty cool. That was actually a really good play to, like, draw them offsides. It was. It was brilliant to draw them offsides. Yeah. And then they did it just right, too. Um, But that's where I'm just, like, number one team in the country, like, you wouldn't think they would be, you know, like weak enough to make mistakes like that. But it just goes to mm-hmm. show that like any day of the week, anyone's like beatable and like prone to making those errors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, Clemson does remain undefeated. They will take on Notre Dame this week. I'm looking forward to that game. Um, another team that managed to stay undefeated <laughs> week two, though, Ohio State. They played Penn State. I think the biggest thing for me is I actually thought Ohio State would look better than they did. Me too. They looked so sloppy. I mean, they had that hype snap that went over Justin Fields' head. That was in the first half at some point. They missed at least two field goals that were 35-yard range. I mean, not far. I don't know if it's because it's Penn State and it's a rivalry or what that was all about, but I was surprised as well. Yeah, and I think maybe this is just a theme this year, the defense not being good, but their secondary got Mm -hmm. torn apart by Penn State. And Obviously, Penn State has that really good receiver, but I mean, the other people are getting involved too. So OSU wants to, I'm a little concerned. I think Bama, honestly, overall is probably the most well-rounded team, but Mm -hmm. Ohio State's going to have to step it up a little bit. Now, having said that, they still won by double digits. So, I mean, a little grain of salt there. Yeah. And I feel like last year I, I was worried because they were playing so good so early and then, like, they did kind of drop. So maybe this year they're going to, like, peak at the right time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, but yeah. And 
The thing that makes me angry, and I don't know if this is because, like, I do, like, I'm a defensive girl at heart. Like, it bothers me that they're just like, yeah, defense doesn't win championships anymore. And I'm like, but does anyone really have defense, like, true defense? Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I think that's the thing is, like, what people are considering, like, oh, they have the best defense in the country. Well, like, maybe relatively to the other teams, but it's not a good defense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like defense isn't the same as it was as it yeah. used to be. That's why it, it's not winning championships, not because defense doesn't win championships. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I also don't think Justin Fields did quite enough. Like with Lawrence being out, you'd think he'd want to like really start to step up, maybe capitalize on it. I thought he played okay. I mean, he still did great, but I don't think he did great enough, if that made sense. Yeah, so. I thought the same thing when I was watching the game. But then when I went back and looked at his stats, I'm like, ooh, those are some pretty good numbers. I don't know, though. I, I still think it's Trevor Lawrence's to lose because of the, how much the team, like, fell apart this week against Yeah, Boston. no, I agree it with just, you. It, it just looked, looked more better. dispensable. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Field still looked athletic, but there was a couple times where he just didn't look comfortable in the pocket. And obviously that's not his fault. His line was a little bit weak. He got sacked. Um, he had a few missed passes. Obviously he had some really good ones too. The one where he was like falling down and like managed to complete it was pretty impressive. But to me, it wasn't just, it, it didn't stick out to me as a stellar performance. I mean, maybe the yeah. stats show it, but the eye test, yeah. we all love the eye test. For me, it wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. He was 28 for 34 with four touchdowns. So okay. You know, that's a pretty good I'm day. like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I agree, though. Watching it, I was like, he doesn't look that great. And then when I went back and looked at the numbers, I was like, oh, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely still think he's in the running. Don't get me wrong. I just, maybe I was expecting a little bit overall better performance from mm-hmm. Ohio State. And so because it was lackluster, I kind of assumed that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the contra- controversy, though, that we had, and I really enjoyed Ryan Day recreating it several times, was the play right before half where they hiked the ball Ohio State with two seconds left and Justin Fields like gets it kind of stutter steps back a couple times and knees down and yet somehow there was one second left on the on the clock yeah I don't don't understand at all I actually missed the entire thing because I just foolishly assumed that it was halftime so I switched over to a different game and then they come back and I'm like looking at the score I'm very confused and then they (laughs) about something and he starts talking about it and I'm like oh my gosh I had no idea that the entire drama unfolded while I was flipping over to Alabama Mississippi State or something I love like the like will of like the ref too because like one ref like runs into the Penn State tunnel like blowing his whistle and like waving his arms and, like pulls the team back out. You know, they're like all in the locker room. So half of them are I'm like, okay, I for- I'm just gonna pretend like I didn't blow my whistle and we're just gonna let this one. Go. I know that's totally me. I'd be like, well, whatever. And we're done. It's like when you tell your kids like no Halloween candy, but they're already like you know elbows deep in their buckets, and it's just like uh, yeah, okay, not- one more. <laughs> Just let it go. Like, just, yeah. just never mind. I know. Maybe, maybe these were the rest from the Texas game a few years ago. And they're like, one second, one second. It make a big difference, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so Clemson, Ohio State, both again, remain undefeated. Some teams were not so lucky as to avoid upset this week. So uh, this one, I don't know. I was, I actually was pretty indifferent about this game, but number 13, Michigan going down to Michigan State. I did not see this one happening. I, I I did think a lot of the other upsets would. This one surprised me. 
Yeah, Michigan, after, after Michigan State favorite. lost to Rutgers last week, I, I did not expect this. I was yeah. also not different at all. I said this will make my day if Michigan gets beat by Michigan State and Desmond has COVID and he has to sit there with his COVID. And <laughs> that would be awesome. I like upsets and Michigan State losing to Rutgers and looking awful and then beating Michigan. And I think that, um, what's his face? Jim Harbaugh is like, Something like one in six at yeah. home against Ohio State and Michigan State combined. Um, I think hmm. I saw that on Buckeye fan feed, and they were like, give him the contract for 10 years or whatever. Yeah. Like, he can't win any of the big games that he's supposed to. Um, but, yeah, no, I was really happy for this game. I'm not a Michigan State fan at all, but yeah, uh, any Michigan can look stupid. I'm all for it. Plus, we've had, like, since joining the Big Ten and – like, you know, playing teams and having, like, rivalries and stuff, we actually have had a lot of luck against Michigan State, like, even when they're ranked mm-hmm. really high, like, pulling mm-hmm. off the ups and stuff. So I don't really have a problem with them. Okay. Okay. That's how that works. Got it. Nice. Well, um, the, the the question I have for you, it's actually not too hard of a question, but I'll throw it out there. So, obviously, um, Mel Tucker winning here, he became one of the only other MSU head coaches to beat Michigan in an opening game. Who is the other? I mean, you said it's not very hard, so I'm going to say Mark D'Antonio. Okay. Amy? Yeah, that's the only other Michigan State head coach I can think of, so. Okay. It is uh, Nick Saban. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Good trivia. What do you mean by the head coach's opener against them? Yes. Okay. Um, the other question it raises for me too, is I'm like, and I know you can't really do this game of being like, well, they beat them and they, you know, they beat them and they, so mm-hmm. like, could they beat, but I'm like, is the big 10 really bad? Like, I just yeah. feel like the big 10 is pretty mediocre. And then Ohio state is just leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. And then it's the rest of the big 10. Like, I feel like the big 10 is kind of a toss up if you take them at Ohio state out of the equation. Yeah. I mean, I think the rest of the big 10, like you said, take Ohio state out the rest of the big 10. It's the day that you play them. Yeah, it's very confusing, um, but we will see what happens next week. And that's why not having, like, crossover games between conferences. Like, how is the playoff committee going to select when it's, like, we have no idea, like, where the strength is? When when you don't play other conferences, it's, like, yeah, Ohio State looks really good against us, but, like, are they going to get killed by Alabama? Or, like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very difficult. And like the big 12, well, never mind. <laughs> we know that. Okay. I was going to say, should they even get somebody in? But then I think I, that's somewhere later and I don't want to get chewed out for going out of order on the outline. So, okay, good, good. I've taught you well. So let, let, let's do talk about the big 12. Um, oh. This upset that I think we all knew. <laughs> You're like, good. I'm glad. But I'm going to switch it to the Big 12, and that's what we're going to talk about. Well, yes, because I run the show. No, I'm going to talk about the t- next thing on the outline, so I'm following the rules. Um, I think we all saw this upset coming in, although we really were hoping against it. Um, Texas versus Oklahoma State. So, like I said, all kind of had that bad feeling. My what do you mean? I-, I said I had that. I did, too. No, Laura, Laura said that, too. Okay, well, I said it first. Okay, well, okay, all right. I um, credit for that. Okay. I I think my biggest takeaway, though, is I'm like, I still think Oklahoma State is the better team. 
they beat themselves. They had four turnovers and they had penalties at the most crucial time. They had that roughing the kicker call. Then they had the ineligible receiver downfield in overtime. Mm -hmm. They were better than Texas. They just beat themselves. And that makes me so mad. Yeah. Well, Texas always gets a win like this. So it just came at a really bad time. Honestly, I only get this feeling like a few times every college football season where I'm just like, it's like gut, like deep, deep down in my gut that it's going to happen. And I just like, I don't know, I should have, I should have bet on them, but I just, I can't bet on Texas. I just can't Mm -hmm. do it because it just goes against my innate being. So Amy, to circle around to your question, we'll let you answer it first. Do you think the Big 12 gets a team into the college football playoffs? Um, I think it's going to be very difficult because right now, like a BYU or somebody, I think it's because here's two. You got to remember last year they put like and last year, like Oklahoma was like the cream of the crop of the Big 12. You know, like they were definitely like, I mean, the Baylor well, games were Kansas State. Kind of close. Well, <laughs> I know, but like I'm I'm just saying like overall, like the Baylor games were kind of close, but they beat them twice. Like they were, you know, the Big Twelve champions. Like it wasn't like this year where everybody's getting beat by everybody else, like mm-hmm. you know, repeatedly. Um, and they put them in last year and what happened. And obviously they were in that fourth slot and so they had to go up against LSU. But I honestly think that's in the the playoff committee, like the back of their minds, and I don't know unless like a team really emerges and like makes themselves dominant if they get in at all, because like I said, I think like BYU is looking really good. Um, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know that they do automatically get one in. I don't think so. What do you guys think? I, here's my concern. Oklahoma state is a really close loss. So maybe, but they still have to play Oklahoma if they play Oklahoma and win in dominating fashion and kind of win out the rest of the season and look really strong, they may have a chance, but I don't think that's going to happen. So overall, I'm going to say Big 12 does not get a team in this year. Yeah, I would lean that way as well. I think it's going to be very difficult for them to get a team in. I think the Big 10 and the SEC are the only conferences where a one-loss team would be considered. So we'll see. You mean ACC, like, after Clemson, the rest of the ACC? No. If ACC I mean, had a one-loss team, they wouldn't I mean, get I'm, I'm not expecting Clemson to lose. So I think Clemson is easily okay. in. I'm just saying, like, I mean. I think if Clemson loses one, like, with Trevor Lawrence out, like, drops to Notre Dame or something, mm-hmm. you don't think they get in? They shouldn't because they aren't playing any other non-conference. Like, I, Notre Dame I, would get in then. I think Clemson is the exception. I'm assuming that they will win I out. they do get in, though. Like, if I they drop too. a close one. Yeah, I think if Clemson, because Notre Dame's in the ACC this year, I guess, okay, maybe that's a conference that can also get away with it. But I think the Big 12, definitely the Pac-12. I mean, I don't even know if they're playing enough games to be considered. I don't really know. I think that a one-loss team for either one of those conferences let alone like a two loss team is not going to get in. But I don't know that they're going to go outside of the power five conferences because I think, you know, a one loss Georgia or um, 
if there is another team in the Big Ten that emerges as, you know, second to Ohio State, I think that they have a better chance of getting in than like a BYU or a Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know who in the Big Ten would, though, because <laughs> Penn State's 0-2 and like... Yeah, that's true. Look- We've only lost to Ohio State, so we yes. could be that second team. That's all I'm that's saying. That's right. That's right. Well, another team that will definitely obviously not be in, really probably weren't thinking they were going to either way. Number 15 UNC went down to Virginia. So I think the uh, hype train for them and Sam Howell is gone. Um, they made a, made a pretty good late run again in the fourth quarter. They seem like a fourth quarter team where they're just kind of like put all their like eggs in one basket, make these huge runs at the end. And it wasn't quite enough. So uh, number 15 also going down this week. Yeah. Something besides kind of the upsets that drove <laughs> that drove some of the uh, the chatter around the uh, the league here was <laughs> I'm going to call what we call the worst of the week. I'm going to say it's kind of like a, a, a football on fleek segment. So the number one <laughs> thing I want to talk about here is the Missouri Florida fight. So hick. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> what happened? What even? Yeah, happened. So I do understand. And I do appreciate Grant. I don't think Dan Mullins needs to be the one that does it. But that hit on Trask was late. And I like it when linemen, again, not saying they should throw punches or like start a fight. But I like when they kind of get in another person's face, like they're defending their quarterback a little bit. But like Dan Mullins and his pudgy self, like streaks all the way out there and like gets so into it. And then you have these players that are throwing punches. And it was the most redneck thing. <laughs> it was like a brawl. It was so funny. I was like, this is exactly what I would expect from like Missouri and Florida. Yeah. This is like exactly why I don't like Dan Mullins as a coach. Like he is more immature than most of the players on his team. Yeah. And then I think what made it like (laughs) even more trashy is like, I think it was right before halftime. He like kind of goes in the tunnel, but then comes back out and like throwing his hands up, like trying to pump up the crowd. And I'm like, oh no. And like, like, here's the the thing, like, are people going to think it's silly and funny? Yes. But if this was Scott Frost, we would be getting crucified in the media being like, how arrogant, how dare they? Like, who do they think they are? But because it's Dan Mullen, they're just like, oh, look at him getting all fired up. I'm like, oh my gosh, come on. I know. So gross. (sighs) I like it when coaches get fired up. It just means they care about their players. Well, but they really need to do it in a way that sets an example here's, for their players. I don't mean Bo Pelini fired up. I yes, mean, that's what it was. That's okay, exactly that's, who it reminds me of. I mean, like Scott Frost <laughs> when he tells them to measure before he accepts the penalty okay, because right. he says you know, it in a civilized and, and then in a civilized way and is like firm and doesn't take crap. Like that's one thing. And looks Dan good while acting. Exactly. Dan Mullins was none of those things. Okay. <laughs> Dan Mullins doesn't look good, so it's just not exactly. as cute when he does anything. It was not cute at all. It's okay. a very bad look. Another worst of the week was, Megan, you texted this about Indiana getting maybe another gift touchdown from the refs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you'd walk us through it, Megan, but you're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you <laughs> just... No, I, I wasn't. There was a big pause, and I was going to jump in, but she said Megan, so then I, I was just waiting longer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to call on me and you want me to set up the whole thing. Are you talking about the when Penix like stretched for the end zone and they called him in? I don't know. You just had texted and you're like, he was not in. And so I was like, well, there we go. Okay, sorry. Fine. And then Megan said, that's what she said. (laughs) And then I said, Laura would be proud. This is good enough to let me pull this up because 
especially on text when it looks like penis instead of penix. Um, it's definitely okay. Here it is. Okay, I was like, Penix was not in. <laughs> that was not a TD. And Megan says that's what she said, laughing face. But I agree because he wasn't. He okay because what happened was Vedral got hit. Like the thing that makes me mad is he had a guy open downfield, and I think if he has like half a second to a second longer, he makes the throw, and it's a different ball game because Rucker scores. Indiana doesn't get that touchdown and then it's you know mm-hmm. yeah. but anyway and then um Penix was not in he was not even like close I mean they're they were at like the one yard line or whatever so I mean obviously he's closest because that's where the play started but like you can see where his knee goes down and you can see where like the ball that he's carrying he hasn't outstretched it at all and then you can see after he goes down his arms snaking out under the pile and (laughs) like it was completely like you couldn't see the ball anymore but Mm -hmm. by logic you could tell where it was and he wasn't in it wasn't he wasn't he wasn't i agree stupid and it's like just because you can't see the ball they can't overturn it but they didn't even look at that play first of all they didn't but second of all logic tells you that that should have been like overturnable Anyway, yes, I'm not bitter about it or anything. Yeah, no, not at all. Same game. Um, Vedral looking very much like uh, the Nebraska quarterback through <laughs> through three interceptions. But my favorite is like he's getting tackled and he mm-hmm. literally like heaves the ball straight in the air, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. It wasn't like a non-athletic play or whatever. He was already in his throwing motion when he got hit, and it just like went. It was unlucky, like where it went straight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another worst of the week, I, uh, Iowa starting, I mistyped there. Thank you. Oh, and two and having a little bit of off the field trouble as well. Oh, shucks. That's too bad. (laughs) That was, that was like Phoebe's laugh when she does her evil laugh. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, they're like, for some reason, like on my Instagram, it thinks that I'm like fans of all these different, like big 10 teams and stuff, probably because I like click on football stuff but I saw that um their wide receiver got arrested for for an owie yes an owie um who was it Amir Smith Marset was arrested last night and he couldn't stay in jail because of COVID procedures but he's got like a court date so he can't play until he's been either cleared or whatever um yeah and I just think that's like everyone's like the wheels are just falling off the bus this year. Mm-hmm. And I just like, it's just really funny to me because, yeah. Yeah. Bye hopefully West. they, yeah. Hopefully they don't put anything together before we play them. So right. I know I'm almost like, why couldn't we play them right now? So. I know. <laughs> Reschedule them quickly. Um, I think just watching the game against Northwestern though, I didn't watch the whole game, but the parts that I saw, their quarterback looked terrible. Yeah. And that was that was kind of my question. I was, I was like, well, what do you think's going wrong for Iowa? And I, I his, the quarterback obviously, you know, sticks out. But is is he solely to blame? I mean, typically Iowa is pretty. They're never like really bad. And I get, I know this is only yeah. two games in, but it just seems they seem very inconsistent. Penalties. I don't know. I will say again. Obviously, I have a huge rivalry against Iowa because like half of my coworkers are Iowa and like family. You know what I mean? It's Iowa. 
But I did, they did earn a lot of respect in my book because they were one of the only teams along with us in Ohio State that wanted to play. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm just kind of curious. I'm like, maybe is it only their quarterback to blame or is it just, Mm yeah, I don't know. Or what's going on? Yeah, he made some really bad decisions though. I mean, they had some, there were like so many turnovers, at least when I was watching it. It was like Iowa throws an interception and then. Northwestern fumbles the ball back to Iowa and then like Iowa like drives down and no, throws another interception. It. I mean no, no, it was you yeah, have it. It was I was like these teams both look terrible. So I yeah. don't know that's you know a good omen for this weekend, but anyway, yeah. we'll see. I just yeah. feel like Iowa's like like they're never going to be great, great. They're never going to like win a national title type of thing, but they kind of go on like spurts where they're like decent, you know, and they have a couple like first round draft picks or whatever and then they like have to kind of rebuild a little bit when they lose them and I just feel like they're kind of in a rebuilding year um Mm -hmm. where they've like lost some talent and they're just and they'll they'll build back up and be like decent again but like they're just not on an upward trend right now yeah yeah which is fine (laughs) we're all okay with that I'm gonna ride this out for as long as I can so yeah well, the last couple that I want to throw out there was um, <laughs> the camera panning to the Kentucky sideline, and there was a bottle of, like, Jim Beam sitting on one of the carts. That was great. Here's the so thing. I, Do you know what it was? Um, I mean, I'm sure it was not real alcohol, but it made me laugh. It was probably, like, some, I don't know, like, astringent or something. Like a Halloween it's, costume accessory? <laughs> no, it's hand sanitizer. Oh. So all of the distilleries in Kentucky converted over to make hand sanitizer, like especially when COVID first started and they were like running out in all of the stores and everything. So people would go to the distilleries and just buy hand sanitizer there and that's what it was. It was Jim Beam. Or and it was that what the they want Or it's a very <laughs> clever ruse and... <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm putting hand sanitizer in my mouth to clean it from the inside. (laughs) They're like, you Um, just sanitized your hands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Um, Let me just make sure I really got it here. Um, The other thing, I didn't see this game, but I saw a highlight, and I was like, what is happening? I thought the TV was messed up. Central Arkansas's field. Did you guys see this? You need to Google it if you haven't. I did. I did, because I, when I saw this in the notes, I was like, oh, well, I like purple, and I also like gray, so I don't think that (laughs) anything could be worse than the Boise State field. And then I Googled it, and I saw the field, and it's like stripes. I mean, my eyes felt like it was like a Yeah, it felt like your TV was like, yeah. Yeah, it was like so disorienting you're like dizzy kind of just looking at it yes it was very like upsetting for me to look at it it's purple gray go check it out if you haven't seen it it's horrifying the ugliest color of purple you can have yeah that like deep dark like I don't know I'm more of a violet person yeah I don't mind the stripes it's kind of like cool but that's just an ugly shade of purple I can't. It would drive me crazy. Stripes, if I, was playing. I think the stripes were what got me. I was like, whoa, whoa. Like vertigo setting but in. But I'm saying if it was violet, like a lighter purple, it wouldn't be such a contrast of like dark light, dark light. And I don't think it would right. be as much. I don't know. Well, fans, you can check it out for yourself. Uh, the last worst of the week, I'm just going to say LSU defense. Enough said. Yeah. Actually, no, not enough said because I have to nail Desmond one more time for this because <laughs> he was like in his pompous little seat in his home office. He was like, this is the week LSU gets it together and their defense gets it together and makes a stop and they win a big one. <laughs> <It's> like, 
<laughs> they like they let Auburn put up how many points? Like it was horrible. It's pretty bad. It was so funny. Every time I checked the score, I was like making Jerry guess because he hates Auburn so much. And I was like, guess how much Auburn's beating LSU by? And it's like in the 30s. I mean, he was guessing because he could tell they were up by a lot by the way I was saying it. So he's like, oh, gosh, like 14. And I'm like, okay, double that and then add some more to it. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it was hilarious. 48 to 11. So, yeah, way to, way to go with that defense there, Desmond, for letting Auburn score 48. They really put it together. Yeah. And they only Looking scored 11. Good. Such a bad week for Desmond. I just love it. Yeah. Did you guys see the Auburn punter save the touchdown? LSU um, was returning the punts. Oh, and he got, I got heard about it, yeah. And the punter, like, yeah, the kicker actually um, – See, I always like him. When the so. kicker makes I know. Play. I know. I just wanted to, like, highlight that, even though, I mean, I'm not a – a big Auburn fan, but I, I do like to see the kicker was, really get in there and yeah. make a big yeah. play. A couple of times Caleb Lightborn, because he was pretty big, like for a punter, mm-hmm. I think he got a few, but I guess we shouldn't really speak of him anymore. But <laughs> I always like it when a kicker makes a play like that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because normally they, they just look they get like, excited. Sweet. They don't ever get to hit anything, you know? So, like, once yeah. they do, you can see like their blood start pumping. They're like, yeah. They're yeah. like, super skinny and like weigh a buck 40 and so it's like yeah and they actually like trip somebody yeah. up and they're so excited it's all in yeah. the technique that's right that's right well all right so we had some upsets this week we had some teams remain undefeated who are in you guys's top five if you had to pick your teams right now who is it bama ohio state um Depending on how they play this weekend, Florida. And I just can't see Notre Dame because I just can't do that. And I don't think Georgia is either. Um, So I don't know. I can't really pick more than three. I know. I think the top three are obvious. I think everyone's pretty much in agreement on those. And then after that, it's a complete toss-up. Yeah, I actually think I would put in Notre Dame and BYU over Georgia or Florida. Um, I've, and again, this this is kind of Amy what you said the issue of like BYU who have they really played? So it's like yeah, it's easy to mm-hmm. look good. So I could totally be wrong wrong on them, but I also don't want to pick the other teams. So I will let them get in there um, in the top five. I would like to see them do well. It's kind of a fun story, but. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing here, too, is you said, like, our top three are pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I think after this week, and I know Trevor Lawrence was out, but even if he would have played, if their defense still played the exact same way with Trevor Lawrence, I'm putting Bama ahead of Clemson now because mm-hmm. Bama is a much more complete team to me than Clemson played on Saturday. So I'm very curious about how that's going to work out. Yeah, well, I think Alabama is a much more complete team just from the standpoint of, okay, Clemson lost Trevor Lawrence. It's a completely different position, I understand. But Alabama lost Jalen Waddell, which just did not affect them the same way that it affected Clemson. To me, that says Alabama is a lot deeper. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, they're both like really, really good teams. But I think I would also put Alabama above Clemson at this point. Oh, I yeah. definitely would. Yeah. Well, the other thing we take into consideration too, or maybe not, <laughs> the Pac-12 is back. <laughs> First of all, does anyone care? 
I'm just saying I do care because I like having a late night game because everything comes on so early here and yeah, then it's for done. Yeah, you in mountain time, Missy. Well, exactly. I am. And so it's fun to have like get the kids to bed and just like have a game where I watch. <laughs> and it's so I am excited for that, even if it is, you know, Pac-12. Everyone's talking about like, yeah, the, next week the Pac-12 is back and Pac-12 is like, we're coming back next week. And then college game day is like. Okay, and heading to Notre Dame, Clemson. I mean, yeah. they're not going to go out there for the like debut game. So I'm like, Nothing. well, this pretty much sums up how everyone thinks about the Pac-12. But it will be, I guess, nice for Amy to have some late night games to watch. Yes, it will. All right, so confident on our first three, last two teams in the top five, kind of a iffy there. Conjecture on the Heisman watch. And again, I'm going to take out the ones that are give me gimmies, just like our top three. So I'm going to take out Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to take out Justin Fields. Who else do you guys have in the running, even if you think they're kind of a dark horse? I mean, I don't really think about it a whole lot because I think Trevor Lawrence has it sealed up. I mean, Justin Fields is right there behind him if for she some reason he stumbles. <laughs> Those are the two she took out. Thanks, Megan. That was riveting commentary. <laughs> like, like I don't want to speculate. She's like, I'm, I'm gonna like, take, I'm gonna take Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. <laughs> okay, and Megan's like, well, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> but then if he stumbles for that reason, Justin Fields is right there. <laughs> I'm saying you take them out and I'm like, what's the point of pondering this question? Because I don't think that's going to happen. It's like a 99.999% chance that one of them is going to win it. So I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll just turn it over to Amy. Please share. Okay, but in all fairness, last year through this many yeah. games for the first three uh-huh. or four, the Heisman winner was not one of the top picks, Megan. Okay, fine. Um, Play my little game, Megan. Ask um, Mac Jones. Um, I'm gonna throw I, some non-quarterbacks in there. Okay, because yeah. I'm really tired that only quarterbacks get talked about. Sure. I think that um, Etn is a very good player. Like, yeah, maybe he should have dominated more. Or, see, I don't even know that that like handoff was really his fault. Like, I think the only reason that Clemson did pull that win out against Boston College is because of him. That's that like, and I get why quarterbacks are just looked at because they're mm-hmm. running the offense and stuff. But right. I think that like when a player so impacts the game at a different position, that it should be even more impressive than the quarterback doing it. Okay. Um, like even like Najee Harris, like I, I just, yeah. I am, okay. there's me that people don't talk about running backs and like receivers as much because I don't know. Maybe okay. I agree. Awesome. I, I agree with, ETN and Najee Harris. I think at the beginning of the year, we were talking about maybe Chuba Hubbard. Like, I just don't think he's anywhere near good. Like he's not looked good enough this season. Um, I'm trying to think like Ohio state doesn't really have a standout running back in my mind. Um, And I, Olave is listed on this, on these notes, but I just, he hasn't looked that great to me. Um, I mean, he's dropped a couple of passes. I felt like he should have caught, I feel like he's too small. Like that one hit that he took against us and then like left the game or whatever. That wasn't even that hard of a hit. He's just like, he's got great hands and he's quick. So I'm not denying him that, but I just don't think he's going to like go NFL and last there because I just think he's going to get destroyed. Um, But that's just my personal take on it. He's just too Mm -hmm. 
small and frail to make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for that lively discussion following okay. your taste for that topic. Um, let's yeah. talk about some last week's picks. Let's see who our winner was. And again, you guys have to remind me who everyone took. So I think we all picked Oklahoma State. Yes. That's a wash. Wisconsin, Nebraska, wash. Uh, we all had Ohio State. We got that. Megan, did you take Arkansas? Well, I didn't pick last week, but Rachel I, did yes, pick I Arkansas. I had you pick that one, though. No, Rachel picked Arkansas. Okay. And then, did we all take Louisville? I think so. Okay. So, Amy and I tied, I suppose, um, with getting two right. So, I guess that's something to well, celebrate. One game didn't happen, so that's not our fault. Well, that's true. That's true. And I would like to say that I did think Texas was going to win, but I just picked against them. Okay. I well, to pick them. Sorry. I feel like that was again all of us, but all right, we'll give it to you. Okay, Amy, you can be the unofficial winner. Congratulations. Yay, Amy. Hey, How amazing. Okay, fine, I'll take it. <laughs> Great job. All right, so let's wrap up um, looking forward to this week's games. Um, number 11, BYU is taking on number 25, Boise State. Who do you guys got? I'll stick with BYU. Okay. I'm also going to take Zach Wilson and BYU. Yeah, I don't see. I mean, I think they're definitely, like, beatable, but I don't see Boise State doing it. Okay. Number 13, Michigan versus number 17, Indiana. I am going to say number 13, Michigan. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you really can't count on Michigan ever. But I think Indiana has gotten two wins with a lot of luck and help from the refs. And so I think that will come to an end eventually. And I'm going to hope that it's this week. So Michigan. I'll pick Michigan as well. I like picking upsets, and I think that Indiana can definitely win this game. Um, but I just feel like the matchup favors Michigan. I, I hate Indiana and Michigan, so it's hard to pick either one. Um, I really want to pick Indiana because you guys picked Michigan, but I don't know. I almost feel like this matchup just favors Michigan. Um but I'll pick Indiana just to be different. Okay. All right. That'll be the, the game probably that we differ on the most. All right. Nebraska versus Northwestern. I think we're all going to take Nebraska. So what are you guys' score picks for this game? I will say Nebraska 42, Northwestern 17. Ooh, okay. I like it. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. And I would just like to say this was the game last year where Scott Frost wore those tight gray pants that set all <laughs> the like of Nebraska flutter. So maybe he'll pull again. again. Maybe he will. All right, I'm gonna say 38-24. Okay. All right. I am also gonna go pretty high on the score. I'm gonna say 35-21. So. Very excited. I think Northwestern loses its first game of the season this week. Um, number 10, Florida, taking on number five, Georgia. I think you guys all know who I'm going to take. I'm taking Florida. I think they're better than Georgia. Mm, I honestly have no idea. It's been so long since Florida's played a game. I mean, I know they played Missouri, but 
wasn't gonna watch that. <laughs> so okay, I was out of the count. Uh, I feel like Kyle Trask plays better in high yeah. games. Laura, you make your go. pick, and then I'll decide. Laura's picking Georgia. I already picked Georgia. Okay, I'm gonna. Gosh, I am gonna go with Florida because I do trust Trask more than I trust Stetson Bennett. But I really, this is a toss-up for me. I have no idea which way this will go. So I'll say, I'll say Florida. The thing to watch is going to be Georgia's defense versus Pitts. That's going to be the the matchup mm-hmm. there. So we'll see. Alrighty, number six Oklahoma State versus number sixteen Kansas State. Kansas State struggled this week. Obviously, Oklahoma State lost too. Who do you guys have in this matchup? I really hate picking these games because I feel like I have to pick Oklahoma State but honestly I think this might be Kansas State's game um it's it's Vaughn yeah like I think so I think he's gonna have a really good game and I I don't know I just wasn't super impressed with Oklahoma State I mean it was a sloppy game they made you know so many mistakes I just I'm gonna go with Kansas State I'm very sorry to friends and family I'm I'm gonna um you know what? I'm gonna stay on the uh cowboy bandwagon. I'm gonna say Oklahoma State bounces back this week. Again, I actually don't think their defense played that bad. Their offense has had too many turnovers. They clean it up this week. I say Oklahoma State in a shootout. Yeah, this is this is really hard. Um that's what she said. Okay, Megan just said it was really hard in the last one, and you didn't do that to her at all. Okay, I'm very sorry. I haven't spread out. She likes me more. Um. Ooh. See. Rapid fire on picks means nothing to you people. (laughs) You've never said rapid fire. That's how we always are supposed to do these picks. Okay, I'll just, I'll say Oklahoma State. All right, and then I'm assuming, Megan, you wanted to add in the Clemson-Notre Dame game. Well, it's game day. I think it's a significant (laughs) game. It's a big one. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell us who you've picked then? I am going with Clemson. Okay. Okay, here's the thing that irks me is I think Notre Dame has the chance to pull the upset with like Trevor Lawrence being out and stuff. But I hate it because then everyone's gonna be like, Notre Dame's legit and like they're not. And so oh, I don't know. I just, I just, they struggled so much against Boston College. No, but here's the thing. Like, they found out that Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to be able to play on Wednesday or Thursday. They had, like, two days to prepare for that. They already know he's not going to be in the game next week. So they're already, their whole game plan is going to be built. College, Like, nothing really should have changed except Uja Weiwei, whatever his name is, (laughs) is the one under the center. No, no. Scroll back up, Amy. Phonetically, never Jalen Hurts wannabe. Like the, that's the only di- like their game plan shouldn't have changed. It's just somebody else taking the snaps. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I I disagree because in a game plan, when you got Trevor Lawrence, like you're gonna rely on him way more. <laughs> I, I do think your game plan changes when you have Trevor I mean, Lawrence. Maybe back. a little like you start off with some running plays just to like loosen him up and not be nervous. But like, I don't think overall your game plan changes that much. And honestly, he was throwing an awful lot, even in the first half. So I don't think it did change. I really don't think it changed. Um, 
And you have... Okay. Oh my gosh, what is your pick? This, 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 is like like, this is what a podcast is about, Laura. This is what people like to hear. And then they're like... No, but then Megan complains about how much editing she has to do, so I try to keep it like to an hour. Yeah, and now oh, she's no, edit because you cut me out. Yeah, cut, the like, editing isn't about the length so much. It's more about... What you just what you did. did. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's uh, about the whip. <laughs> no, I didn't think... <laughs> Leave that one, and that was a good one. No, no, no. It's more about. No, I'm not even. No, I can't even say it. <laughs> no, do it. You, you have to now. Say it. I'm say like, it. It's more about getting everything to fit. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I just, I do think your game plan is different when you have Trevor Lawrence, and so, I think ha- them having a whole week to prepare for Notre Dame, knowing that. They're not going to have him in the game. I think that totally changes things. I don't think Notre Dame is very good. So I'm going with Clemson. But Amy, it's your pick. So pick whatever you want. Okay. I'm going to pick Clemson too. (laughs) (laughs) But I think Notre Dame has a shot at the upset. But yeah, I, I think it, I don't know. I guess I think Clemson will win this one. Okay, I'm also taking Clemson. So, looks like there are disagreement games are Georgia and Florida and Michigan and Indiana. So, we'll look forward to watching them as well as the Huskers um, take on and beat Northwestern. Hope everyone has a good week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.